Hello and welcome back to my next episode of the podcast, Dating Tips for Single Women. I'm your host, Antje Boyd, founder of findoneelite.com. And today I have a very special guest here with me today. It's really my pleasure to introduce you to Diane, Diane Halfman. Welcome, Diane. Hi, Anya. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to hear what, what gifts and wisdom you have to share. And for, for those of you who are listening, let me tell you a little bit about Diane. So she's a speaker, author, organizational expert, and founder of Spa Life. I mean, who, wasn't, who doesn't want a little of that, right? Diane Halfman is an, on an international mission to help passionate, high-achieving women, entrepreneurs, learn to live a life by design and not default. As a spa life curator, she shows successful women how to infuse more harmony into the nine key elements of their lives to consciously create more peace, beauty, freedom, and joy, all of which has a positive influence on the lasting impact and contribution that women who are inspired, supported, and loved make to the world. So with that, welcome, Diane. Uh, thank you. So good to be here. So excited to have you because let me tell you, like the women, especially the hardworking women entrepreneurs, and especially ones who are single, they certainly don't allow themselves to have a spa life. So, so tell us more about how did you came into designing that life, right? That possibility, that new world for women. Ah, thank you for asking. You know, this is such a passionate thing for me. You know, a lot of people don't know, but I actually had my first career was as a San Diego police officer. And so I worked patrol, I worked undercover in gangs, narcotics, and vice. And what that brought into my world, and you know, I'm coming from, you know, somebody who had a pretty reserved childhood growing up, you know, private school, all that. And so getting on the street, I really got to see the behind the scenes on how people were living and got to see their environments. And one of the things I was able to coin is a term called the clutter to drama ratio. And the people that had the most clutter in their space had the most drama in their life as well. And so I, when I talk and work with people, I look at if things aren't going well in your life, it's really important to look at your environment and your space because it is Everything is around your environment, and your environment impacts everything. Ah, oh, I love that. So we've been so without, right? You know, show me your place, and I tell you who you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who you really are, not who you, you know, try as, you know, try for us to see for you. And I mean, what a what a journey to be like an undercover police officer. And there's so many other decisions you could have made. I'm sure the listeners like. Wait, so how do you get from like being an undercover a police officer to be like, oh, I need to help people with like organizing their space? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is they're actually not that far apart because, you know, as a police officer, you know, systems and structure are really important, you know, following certain rules and, you know, really helping people who are in a place of chaos mm -hmm. to really be able to have some more calm in their day to actually bring things back to normal. And so really I look at, that's what I do is that I can step into anyone's life, look at what's not working and give them the tools and structure and, you know, to be able to have the freedom that they really want to have in their life. Mm, I love that. So, so now you actually get to see 
for those of you who are listening, uh, what a police officer is really all about. So you might have like a whole different perspective now and yeah. what you can learn. So what can people learn about spa life from, from a former police officer like you? Like what, what is there some secrets that you, that you have for them that they might not even be aware of? I mean, they like the clutter to drama ratio. That's so great. <laughs> Absolutely. So one of the things, you know, a lot of times I get people asking me like, so what is spa life? I mean, we really, a lot of us understand when you walk into a spa, that feeling that you have that just that, oh, like you just almost just drop your shoulders and just feel that sense of serenity and you can leave the world behind and, and know that great feeling that you can have. Well, what I want and why I want people to live their spa life is I want them to have that feeling every single day in their life and in every single room of their home as well. Because one of the things that we look at is we want to have a certain experience of our life in the different areas. So you're going to have a different feeling and experience of your life in your bedroom than in your office and then in your kitchen. So it, it's all meant to have different experiences. So you want to create that space to have the experience that, that it is that you want to have. And it's something that you actually create. It's a design that you could get to make. You know, a lot of times people will live their life by default where they just kind of let things happen. But when you consciously design your life, and this is what's so important when you're looking for, you know, that true person that you want to have is that you are actually creating that environment that will pull the person in that you actually want to have in your life. Mm, I love that, right? Because so many single women, that, and also like the busy, successful entrepreneurs at the same time, you know, they almost they don't take the time to to do, to make to create something by design because they just, you know, they have so many different airplanes, so many plates in the air that they're like, I, I don't have time to create anything here and just like to take it by default, right? Right, right. Well, and you know, what's also important is that, you know, because we, a lot of times we have this rush life and we're going from one to the next and we're not taking that deep breath to really look around and see what we've created and what we can shift and change in that. And a lot of times how people are living day to day is what I call the facade. And this happens a lot in dating as well, where it's like, this is who we're projecting into the world. Like we want to be known as this like, you know, successful person and we got it all together and everything is in flow and, and it just all looks good that package on the outside mm -hmm. however sometimes when we go home and we look in our space it's not necessarily reflecting who we want to be in the world and so when we are like incongruent and those things aren't adding up then that can actually you know push away the energy of the person that we want to attract in our life because who we're showing up in the world and who you know we actually are in our space may not be the same even though we, we know we can be that person that we want to be, but just shifting one thing actually affects everything. So when you really want to have that person in your life, you have to be congruent in all the areas of your life. So it becomes that much more important in creating the space to actually attract that person in, which also makes it really important is, do you actually even have the space where you live to bring somebody in? I mean, if somebody actually stepped into your life right now, you know, do they have a place to put their things? Are you leaving that open space to create that gap for them to step in? Mm, I love that. And also what I see with those women too, in general, just not, they don't leave themselves. They do things last minute. They pay the, you know, I'm thinking of like, he's just not that into you, that movie where in yeah. the end she realizes she always pays the bill late and, you know, <laughs> and so she creates this chaos in her life. Right. And um, and that's what I love about your work, that women really learn how to create capacity in yes. their life, right? And right. 
and like mental capacity, not just uh, you know, not just spacious capacity. Right, right. You know, one of the things I you know really teach people first is that there is that building that core foundation of who you are. I mean, when I teach, whether it's in my retreats or one on one or even in my online academy, I've got nine essential elements that I have people look at because it's not just one aspect of your life. Everything touches everything else. It's kind of that ripple effect and that matrix. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that foundational part, those first three things that we look at is your physical space, your self-care and your mindset mm -hmm. and how they work together, because it's really important to see how one actually does affect all of the others. Mm, I love that. And it's really so much about, I was just talking to my friend about it. It's alignment. It's yeah. You know, like if you, we, I always say, if you think what you think, what you say and what you do is an alignment. And then the same is true of like, like how your space looks like, right? Yes. Is that in alignment with your mental, uh, you know, attitude and all of that and actually support it. So can you speak a little bit to, you know, that's different personality. This is certainly that personality that that's already pretty structured and that's pretty, probably has already tendencies that might be just kind of out of whack occasionally, but in general, they have already structure in that place. And then there's mm -hmm. like really the creed of like artist kind of uh, personality. And what can you tell those people who are just really creative and there's not that many boundaries in their, in their mindset. They just tend to be more flowing. Right, right. You know, what's interesting is that, you know, there's a term called, you know, structure gives you freedom. And so what happens is that, you know, if when you actually create the structure, you've got more freedom within that structure. So, you know, it's not about scheduling, you know, every, every second. And it's not about having these neat piles on your desk because, you know, being organized is not just for the neat piles. It's for what being organized actually brings into your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're this creative person and we all have that creative aspect of us. We just have different expressions of it and what it looks like in our space. And so, you know, I've even had people tell me like, oh, you know, the piles around me, that doesn't affect my, you know, expression. It doesn't really affect me. It's just there. And, and, and you know, sometimes it actually adds to my experience. And, and I have some of that happening. Well, there's two things that actually happen around that is one, subconsciously, it actually draws our attention away from where we are focusing. So even though we may not consciously really see that it may be affecting us, it's actually taking away energy from us because it's a distraction, even if it's subconscious, so it's not able to focus where we're going. The other concept is that creativity actually craves clarity. So you can actually not be fully creative if it, you don't have a clear space to be creative in. So for instance, if you're doing a project and you want to put all of your creative juices and energy into that project, but you've got things on your desk and in your environment from other projects from last week, last year, last decade, then you're almost, thinking, think, of it, think of it in terms of your computer where you only have a certain amount of RAM. Well, it's yeah. the same thing in terms of creative RAM. If you've got too many other inputs of other things coming in, you don't have the uh, ability to have the open space for those new creative juices to flow. So you really want to be able to create an open space where your, yourself can really be open to that. That's why a lot of times people don't actually like to do work in their office because their office causes like this internal, like they can't focus in there and, they, and you know, it just doesn't support them. And so also, in fact, this month we're talking a lot about nature and nature is one of the elements that I talk about is getting outside. So it's about getting outside so you can have expansion so that you can actually have, breathe more air and see more possibility. But it's not just about getting outside. It's also getting outside of yourself. 
right? So that can also be mindset and the combination of how we get outside of ourselves so that you have the space to be creative. That's one of the biggest reasons in being organized is so that you can create that space. So you can have on your calendar part of the parts that have structure in your life is you can say, hey, I'm going to allow creative juices to happen from, you know, 12 to 2 or 4 to 6 or are you just because you've carved that time out what you do in that time allows you the freedom to be creative and the possibility and the things that that unfold magically during that time but it's about setting that time aside to make that happen oh wow i, I i'm i'm sure people are blown away just like me like creativity craves clarity wow i was like oh 10 light bulbs go off <laughs> Right, because like you think so much like of like the the uh, the creative genius who says like oh it's like the method of the madness and yeah um, and there's so much common misconception in our society and we're sort of like give a silent permission to yes. and just be like you know I mean I have like the, my friend is like this artist and I'm like of course her house is a mess she's an artist and <laughs> expected to be organized right so and it's right. to be like. But yet, you know, projects are not being finished. A lot of like, just a lot of creativity and not a lot of completion. And, yes. and it's, I see that like, just, um, you know, and how can you set priorities if you, if you don't have clarity, right? Right, right. And then the other thing that I just picked up too was the distraction piece that actually clutter, like kind of like draws energy away from you. Right, right. Well, you know, and also, you know, clutter is a metaphor for other things that are happening in your life. And that a lot of times, you know, clutter is considered a form of protection. And so a lot of times people will, like sometimes weight will be a protection of keeping yourself safe to getting out in the world. Clutter is also another form of protection where it almost like walls us away from really stepping into our true self. Is it almost a subconscious way of feeling a little bit more protective? And especially when we're dating and we're getting out in the world, it's a vulnerable feeling to be open and be out there in the world. And so a lot of times the clutter is kind of a subconscious barricade, if you will, where you can kind of hide in your home and hide behind things. And even though no one, you know, consciously says, I think I'll build this clutter wall, you know, and it may be not be that destructive, but subconsciously that's some of the things that are happening behind that because it actually, as you clear things away in your space, it opens ourselves up and we become more vulnerable. So, you know, sometimes you want to just start with just even just clearing one space and just taking in that deep breath of that new space and see what's possible. It's the possibilities. It's the opening because you change one thing, you change everything and it allows you to be more available in the world. Oh, I love that. And, and also, you know, what just came to me, Diane was that self-love that said yes. self-care that the women who are have like this clutter places, there's something where they don't honor themselves or where they're basically saying, especially for the single women, right? Like, I, I'm not that important. I don't, you know, like there's other things that are more important. I come last after work is done and after the kids are done and after everything else is done, then I'm going to, you know, do something for myself. Can you speak a little to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, what happens too is that, you know, especially as if you're an entrepreneur and you work out of your home and you add on top of that, perhaps that you're single, really no one sees your personal space. So, you know, a lot of times you may think like, well, it doesn't really matter. You know, like maybe it's like, well, I don't need to make my bed or I don't need to clean up the dishes in the kitchen because no one's really going to see it anyway. However, you're not honoring yourself 
by saying that it's important enough that you want to have this beautiful space that you want to step into your version of your spa life because you're worth it. It's worth it for you to have that happen. Because what happens is that when you step into a space where you're honoring yourself, that it says, you know what, I'm important enough to have a beautiful space that I live in, that things are clean, you know, you are then projecting yourself in a much different way in the world as that person. Hmm. And it's also as if like, you know, you hear less like um, those voices inside of your head, right? Because that's almost like it's more calm inside of yourself. So you can be more present. Yes. Person in yes. Front of you. That's what I really hear you say. Absolutely. So was there another aspect you wanted me to, to talk about on that? Yeah. So the other piece I felt was when you just shared was the procrastination. That yeah. the clutter is actually like, what a convenient way to procrastinate. Yes, absolutely. And you know, one of the tools that, that I really help people with is that because people sometimes feel like overwhelmed because of their space, like they let things kind of, you know, build up and they don't know where to start and they've got, they're being pulled in a lot of different directions. So there's a couple things to really look at. And that is that, you know, we really have to look at, we are the creator of our calendar of our day. I like to consider the calendar. It's your mind in action. Whatever you have on your calendar is the priority that you've made for yourself. If it's not on there, then you're really not having that as a priority. So even things like, you know, self-care and exercise and, and all the different things, it, those things should be just as important as any appointments that you have as well. So you really want to be able to have those things on the calendar to support you. And it really doesn't take as much time as you want. So the procrastination a lot of times comes into because it feels like it'll take too much energy or it'll take too long. And so I usually say start with just 15 minute increments. I mean, it is amazing what actually can be done in 15 minutes of focus activity. And whether it's on your phone or, you know, an old school kitchen timer to just set it and just try it. You know, just one day, just, you know, even today, I mean, it's always good to start today and we can always find 15 minutes. Right. And I really like to do that, like maybe 15 minutes before dinner or right after dinner, you know, those kind of things. You don't want to push them off right before bed when you're exhausted in the day and you don't have any more, you know, to give. So you want to do it earlier in the day where you just do that 15 minutes and you just utilize that to just clear your space. You know, it's like you put your shoes away, you hang up your jacket, you clear your desk, you really look at what is it you're doing for the next day so that you can rest in the evening that you're prepared for what that is. And so when you just start clearing things away like that and you see how much you can actually get done in 15 minutes, it actually helps you build that habit to then go, okay, you're not necessarily, you can start moving out because procrastination is a habit, just like, you know, being organized is a habit. So when you start creating the habits of utilizing those 15 minutes to get yourself organized, then you're setting yourself up and it's, it's an event that you have. And then once you have things in order, then you're less likely to procrastinate because you see the value in it. Oh, that's so good. Right. And, and that's like what, what part of us is like running away from, because like you said, it's, it's just a habit. Yes. And another piece I want to talk to too, because some people might say, Okay, so I'm getting, I'm getting organized and that's all great. But my problem is like getting, I'm getting back to this place. So let's say I have my drawers organized, but then, you know, a week later, it's a mess again. And I feel if you can talk into this, there's like a resistance that comes up and when people um, set new things in place, like new systems, right? So how do they overcome this that this time, let's say, I don't know, their fault they underwent instead of just like throwing it into the drawer. Because, you know, because now they say, oh, I still don't have time and, 
So can you speak a little to that, how you set them up like for success? Right. So it's really important. I mean, I have my, I have a five-step reset system and the last one is to track and maintain because, you know, if you get it organized and then it's not organized again a week later, then that hasn't supported you. So it's really putting those, those systems in place that not only get you organized, but keep you organized. And one of the main things is that 15 minutes where you actually have this as a, a daily habit where you get things back where they need to go. Now, in the process of that, it's actually really important to have completion. Because a lot of us will have like these open loops, right? You'll have like 15 things going on and nothing complete. Mm -hmm. And actually, if you don't have completion on something, you're just constantly in process. I mean, the definition of actually having a project is that there is a start and an end date. And when we don't have an end date to a project, it just becomes an open loop. It's, it's something we have to hold in our mind and we never feel a sense of completion. So what's really important in having those systems and structures in place to actually keep yourself organized is so that you can have completion and that you can have something finishing. So a lot of times what I have people do is, for instance, you know, a lot of people who are in like, you know, coaching or any type of things where you're interacting with people in your day with your clients or whatever that looks like, is that a lot of people will schedule people like every hour on the hour. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have things that they promise to other people and they'll just save it till the end of the day. Well, that can add up to another hour or two of work, you know, beyond your day where it's not as fresh in your mind and that's actually taking more time. So it's actually better to have a actual completion and not have open loops after you speak with someone. So if you're telling them, Hey, I'm going to send you this email or I'm going to give you this next thing. It'd be better to have like a 45 minute segment with someone use that last 15 minutes to have service delivery and completion. And you not only are you, delivering what you say you're going to deliver, but then it is actually complete and you can just let that part go out of your mind. And anything that you use for that particular client, you also start getting into the habits of where do things belong and are you using them? And then you put them back at the time versus letting things stack up throughout the day. It's having absolute completion in one thing before we go to the next. Ah, oh, that is so huge. That was already worth the money or the investment or whatever you want to call it, Diane. Awesome. Well, I'm yeah. sure the listeners are so excited to learn more about it, gain so much wisdom. I certainly did, so I know they did. And what, what, what do you have for them? Like, they're like, my gosh, I really want to learn more, and I really want to create a spa life, not just like one day, but just that it's really become the lifestyle for me. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for asking. You know, one of the most important things that I, I like to leave with people is that you – it, it, you really want to look at your day. I mean, when you're stepping into your spa life, you really want to look at it in terms of what do we get to do? I mean, so many of the phrases that we hear people say is like, I have to do this. I have to do this. Well, the bottom line is we don't have to do anything. It's that part of designing your day. It's really changing the phraseology around what is it that we get to do and also step out of being overwhelmed. You know, one of my favorite quotes that I like to use is, is by Clement Watt and it's take the first step, no more, no less. And the next step will be revealed. So in a life of being overwhelmed, all we have to do is take the first step. And so that is why I created my ebook, which is my complimentary gift to you. It's the nine secrets to step into your spa life. And this is to really show you the inspiring ways that you were meant to live. And it shows you in all the nine different elements that I teach that will really support you in doing that. And you can get that at dianehalfman.com 
forward slash guide, and that's G-U-I-D-E, and we'll post that for your availability. And again, that is dianehaffman.com forward slash guide, and I'd be happy to help and support in any way I can. Awesome. Well, such a generous gift. I mean, gosh, you have like already nine steps that you can implement <laughs> right away. Like to really make your, your spa life really your new lifestyle. That's, yeah. really, that's really my goal for you. So thank you so much, Diane, for, for being on my podcast today. And again, for the listeners, this is Auntie Boyd, founder of findoneelite.com. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.